Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here. We are 21 rounds into the 2023 AFL season and, dear listeners, the Chooks have come home to roost. My dear Collingwood Magpies had so effectively lulled me into a deluded, false sense of security and stability, I had forced myself to forget the blood-curdling horrors of 2018, the dismal, disgusting capitulation of 2019 and the uh, vile Geelong blood orgy of 2011. Like Icarus, we have flown too close to the sun. The football gods... Wait, I fucked this. The football (laughs) we were producing, the football the pies were producing, was, dare I say it, too perfect, too pure for this dirty, disgusting world. The vengeful football gods, that's where the football gods line came in. The vengeful football gods have melted our wax wings to toxic sludge and thrown us headfirst into the World Trade Centre. It's barely touched him. Episode 24, boys. How are we? I'm joined by, as always, my colleagues, uh, Joel Brinnick to my immediate right. How are you, mate? Yeah, good yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I will. uh, Well, obviously, I'm quite upset and flustered and I'm upset I fucked Do you want to take a breath? Yes, Corey. Corey Daffin, my colleague to my far right. How are you going? I was having a great day before that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I needed to bring you back down. That's really... That's just... Put a dampening on Do you things. need to check yourself in? <laughs> I, well, to rehab? Not yet. To a psychiatric ward? Perhaps. Probably. We haven't even gotten into perhaps. the Nick Dacos stuff yet. Well, that's a part of it. Oh. That's a, can we, that's can we a edge that in? Because this bloke needs a breath. I do. Well, yeah, He's you, on watch at the moment. You were going to do something about our theme music people, weren't you, Corey? You were going to do a little plug oh, there. Oh, yes. Before, yes. We, before we do get started, uh, Dennis Cometti, um, not the commentator. The, the band, band that plays our theme tune. Yes, you recognise them from our intro. They have an LP coming out soon. So if you like the sound of that intro, they're a great band. And how could you not? Band. How could um, you not? It's called Suburban Condition coming out soon. I assume they'll have a tour coming. Right, we'll hit you with those dates. I assume it's going to shit all over the Arcade Fire album, The yep, Suburbs, which is pussy definitely. shit compared to that. And while we're on local music, uh, friends of the show, Last Quokka, their EP is out, Red Dirt. And they have a tour running yes. through September uh, all over the country, so check them out. I have met their lead singer, Trent. He's a lovely Trent guy. Trent is a good guy. He yep. is a lovely, yep. lovely guy. Speaking of music as well, let's just get off the bat. Crowded House aren't playing the grand this final. This is very good tie into footy news, Joel. Crowded House have reportedly pulled out of grand final, the AFL grand final entertainment, and they were booked in for... Months, I guess, mm. like by was was it official? Did Gillen come out and say this, I, or was the media just reporting? I think it, it was just in the media. Yeah, but um, from what I read, it was certainly a done deal. Well, they would have been great. Yeah, like Crowded House still put on a ripper show. They, they better do. be home soon. They better, but yes, I mean, Crowd, you had to Crowded do it. House, you had to do it. Crowded House, one of my favourite bands of all time, for yes. sure. Woodface, great album. It's only natural. Do they? Okay, you, please stop. Do <laughs> does Crowded House have the right tone? For a grand final. Yes. I would say no. Well, Paul Kelly did it and he's soft. But he's bit, it's soft in a different way. It's, he's Australian. What, what he's saying is he's Australian Paul, and they're Paul Kiwi. Paul Kelly is soft in an, uh, in an everyman, slim, dusty way. Yeah, that's true. Crowded House is soft in a uh, candle lit room with mm. a glass of red wine soft. Yeah, very more sensual. Yes. More sensual. They've got a couple yeah. of songs you can at least get up and about to, at least yeah. a few. They're yeah. not going to be playing a two-hour set, are they? 
No, yeah. I suppose not. But apparently, now that Crowded House have been taken off of the bill, the front runner, uh, a band who is touring at around about the same time, a week before they kick off their Australian tour, Kiss, have been reportedly oh. said to be replacing Crowded House at the AFL Grand Final. How do we feel about Kiss? Don't hate it. I hated it when I first saw the headline. I went, <laughs> God, this is boomer shit. I love Kiss, don't get me wrong, but... They're fucking old. They, they are, are very old. They How much very... would they have to pay him? Because obviously Robbie cost him an arm and a leg. Well, I don't even think you need to pay him that much. It'd be less than Robbie. Like, it'd be way less than Robbie because look at the shit that Gene Simmons puts out for sponsored content. Mm. Well, I, how, how many times? So you, instead of selling he betting the, ads. He's in the tab touch. Yeah. He, he has a reality you, TV show. Yeah, he God. used to, yeah. He, yeah, like I, I think Gene Simmons would do anything for a, for a quick payday. Mm. I don't know about Paul Stanley and Tommy Thayer and whoever their fucking drummer is that replaced Peter Chris. <laughs> I only found, we were talking about this before the pod, Joel and I. Joel had to Google if Peter Chris was dead. I was like, is Peter Chris not their drummer anymore? Joel's like, let me just check if he's dead first. Is he dead, Joel? He's not dead. He's not dead. that would have been a real something. He's not dead. He's just sitting at home, not playing the easiest drum He's beats of all time. He's 70-odd years old. Yeah, but Enjoy so is, retirement. they're all 70 years old. Like, yeah, but they haven't figured out the word retirement yet. Yeah. Look, uh, Paul Stanley, I will say, is my favourite. As I age, yeah, as I he's age, great. Paul's my favourite Kiss member. Yeah, for One, sure. 100%. For sure. Live to win, great song. Also, they yeah. sell off all their like used stuff from the each tour and like concert Online as well, they make a killing from it. Of Every course, guitar they is sold off. Well, Gene—that's Gene Simmons' whole thing was uh, his career was just finding out ways to extort. I think they're all Jewish, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Paul. Yes, they are, they are all Jewish. They are all Jewish. Not that we're saying there's stereotypes uh, that Corey is trying oh, wow. to enforce here. Yeah, no. We would never suggest that on Barely Touched Him, but they're savvy businessmen. They uh, moving on, <laughs> next uh, footy news icon. I've got here some retirements. Luke Shuey, of course. Quite a few this week, isn't there? Uh, and Ben Cunnington, the two mm. big ones to me. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, Luke Shuey, one of the biggest WA footy legends ever, premiership captain, Norm Smith medalist. 247 Indeed. games, so he's missed out in his 250th just, which is yeah, a shame. He, he, was a, he was a real soft tissue injury bandit the last three oh, years. Yeah. He, he loved a pinged hammy and a pinged calf. And a, they were a, trying to get him to 250 for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But they, he'll always be, because the Eagles have had such a good list and such a high top end of talent throughout their entire career, would you put him in the top five Eagles of all time? I would think so. But but think about it. Think about that question. Well, he he won a Norm Smith medal. Yeah, but like... How many Eagles have won Norm Smith medals? Three. a lot of amazing Well, he's better than Andrew Embley, who has also won a Norm Smith medal. But like you've got Judd, Cox, Cousins, Kerr, Mm. Josh Kennedy... McGovern. Yeah, when you frame it John like that. John Worsfold. When you like, frame it like Matera. that, possibly not. Possibly not. Matera, like Peter Matera, arguably the Woosher. best winger of all time. Woosher. You could say. Darren Glass. If you if you broke it into er- errors, you could take um, all the 90s players out, like Worsfold and stuff. Yeah, Pro- he possi- might be up possibly there Possibly the post-2000 era he could sneak in. He might be up there then. Yep. And uh, Ben Cunnington, absolute legend of the mm, roots. That one's sad. Yeah. Because yeah, he only is. just came back from the cancer thing. Um, and there was occasions in the last like year or two after the comeback where he would still boss a game in the yeah. midfield. And he's just, a hard man. He's a very hard man. He's a very and thick man. As uh, at, last week we talked about Shannon Hearn looking like he was forty-eight years old. 
Ben Cunnington's even younger. Uh, yeah, Ben and he Cunnington looks somehow older. Ben Cunnington's looked fifty-seven since he was twelve. Uh, it's <laughs> very, very par for the course. And we had a bit of confusion in our footy group chat today because there was another retirement where it was was it Phillips that yeah, it was time? Phillips that retired. Yeah. Yes, and he was, looks a lot like Aaron Francis. Aaron Francis and Andrew Phillips look legit like the same person. Aaron Francis. Huge boy, by the way. I don't know if he's under 25, but... And not retired. Not retired, not retired. But But 79 games in 14 seasons... 12 seasons. (laughs) Sorry, 12 seasons. (laughs) At three clubs. That's a boy. That's a journeyman. (laughs) That's a journeyman right there. And actually, statistically, this has been Andrew Phillips' best season by a lot of metrics. Like, he's gotten his most disposed was in a season. Right. He's gotten his most hit outs. He's gotten his most goal assists. It's it's, He's... He's in career best form. If he was a boxer, he'd be 10 wins for 39 losses. Oh, for sure. But we love those guys. Yeah, we, we do. We love them. And, of course, the elephant in the room in the football news department, uh, the Collingwood wheels are perhaps falling off. Now, Nick Dacos. Rest in peace, my brother. Nick Dacos. He's not dead. His he knee. Burned his bright. knee. He burned bright for a short amount of time and now he's gone. He certainly did. Now, perhaps he'll still win the Brownlow, our beautiful, handsome, Macedonian young boy, but it's not looking good, ladies and gentlemen. Our best player, the best player in the world, not just the Collingwood Football Club, easily has gone down. Easily the best player in the world. He's gone down ruthlessly, <laughs> ruthlessly <laughs> taken down by the dirty tag of Finn McGuinness, who it must be said did a ripper job, but it's a sad day. It it's is. a sad day because now I'm thinking... We we might choke again. We might choke again. Well, there's a phrase that comes to mind, and it's collie wobbles. Yes. The collie wobbles, were ne- well, they I, never really left. They I, never really left. I think there's enough depth to cover it. I mean, especially because we're assured finals, and the initial prognosis was six weeks. If he can push that to five. He gets back for... A prelim. prelim. He gets back for a prelim. Yep. And I think the team's strong enough to go from here and into the early part of the finals. Well, you do get the bye as well between finals and the We get the, the week. Season. But, God, this is – it's its really starting to feel like a capitulation to me. And it, there's it's a, bad. I mean, and we'll get it into it um, in the game review. I'm just review. upset. I'm just upset. We'll get into it in the game review, but a lot of the other players are looking, uh, let's say, out of sorts. Yeah, Tom Mitchell has not been in great form. Mm, mm. Uh, even, even Darcy Moore was Darcy not, not Moore fantastic. Was, I, that's one of the worst games I've seen Darcy Moore mm. play. I saw a press conference with our Lord and Saviour Craig McRae, who said his wife sent him a message during or after the game saying, any chance of putting a man on James Sicily? <laughs> and he said, love, we've been, tr- love we've been trying all game. And uh didn't work. But look, thoughts and prayers with the Dacos thoughts family. Thoughts and prayers. Mourning the loss of a sweet young man. I'd take a bullet for him. I would. I, I would, if there, I I would think go about it. dive in front of him bodyguard style. Yeah. Going, no! <laughs> and just... Even if there was like... The, bu- the bullet was not going to hit him and I could gather that, I'd still... Put my life on the line. But this means that Finn McRae will 
almost certainly you got to give him a game. You've got to give him a great game. <laughs> you have to. You've got to do it. What else have we got in football news? I'm getting I'm getting depressed so, after the um, candle in the wind chat. Just a just a funny quick one. I mean, we all hate <laughs> we all hate Ko. It's a terrible service. Awful app. Terrible. Any terrible app, terrible dog shit any service. Any app made and coded by Australians. Yeah, bad. It's fucking shit. So, it is shit. We can't code. North versus Melbourne. Um, fans flooded social media during the first quarter. Oh, and understandable. They, they logged on to first, uh, logged on to KO to find that the game was starting soon. Now, oh. the problem with that was this was close to two o'clock. The game started at one thirty. <laughs> so. Everyone was left to be confused. Now, there, there is a workaround for this. On KO, you don't have to watch the game live streams. You can go to the bottom and, and just pick channel. Fox Footy yes. 1 or Fox Footy yes, 2. Yes, yes, yes. Not a lot of people knew that. But they shouldn't have to because they're paying through the ass from this service that just keeps getting more expensive. Yes, and, not, and providing a worse dogship. service. Yes. So In any speaking case, of that as well, Melbourne didn't know the game started. They did. Well, North, very, North, very well. North very came good, out of the good, gates. Very, good, very, very, good. very good. We'll get very to that good. in the results. But it was uh, – I was picturing a round of a North upset there, but Melbourne yeah, did. They did, Melbourne did rally. They did look good. Um, <coughs> what else do we have here? The uh, Kane Corns keeps copping L's. Oh, my God. It's so – It's been a bad we week. We hate to see my close personal close friend personal Kane friend. Corns copping L's, but this is his worst L of the year. In well, he's my, had a, he's had a couple in one week. Yeah, which, uh, which one are you referring the to? The tanking call. On oh, okay, because yeah, earlier so. in the earlier in the week he got called out for his uh, port bias, which was fucking shocking. Was this about the Rioli strike? No, 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 no. What well, was it port, about? Port lost to Geelong. Yes, yes. yes, they did. Yes, they did. So Kane Corns came out and said Port should treat that as a win. And, <laughs> And his his just Kane, I try to defend you. <laughs> I try to defend you. His justification I I... for this was that their injury list is so deep and they did so well that they should just treat it as a win. Geelong Which, had no Hawkins. But this is the thing. That goes in as uh, in stark contrast against Kane's scathing criticism against the Eagles all year. Yes. That it's just not good enough and the yep. injury list is but no Kane exception. But Kane would never be uh, like biased towards no, I, I, I Port Adelaide. The, never suggest the, the anything of the, the sort. The entire panel turned on him and said, Kane, come, ca- on. come, come on, mate. Come on, And he's Kane. done the, no, no, come on. No, 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 <laughs> serious. He said he was his hardest critic. And then just days later, he's teamed up and I hate to say this because... We do love Nathan Buckley, but we do. Nathan Buckley is the one that started this, and Kane Corns has doubled down and continued the talking point. Yes, that West Coast t- deliberately tanked against Essendon to lose by a point in the final minute to lose by a point, which is ludicrous. That is one of the dumbest calls I've heard in footy ludicrous. media. And if, as if Simo is, a, a, that's something a, I would expect from <laughs> Damian Barrett. That is something I would expect, if, not from ex-players. If Simo is a good enough of a coach to be winning with a minute 30 to go and somehow orchestrate a tank to lose by like one point. They five of the last six goals. Like, mate, it, it, yeah, he's the most incredible coach of all time, <laughs> if that's the case. Give him, give him, a, give him a contract extension. And it's, it didn't help that um, Hutch, Hutchinson was uh, they're stoking him on. They're like, oh. yeah, they didn't tank. They just didn't try Hutchie's, to win. Hutchie's so hit and miss for me. Like, Hutchie occasionally has a really good call and will dress someone down like a Sam McClure. Like when Sam McClure suggested that Dusty should go to the Gold Coast for, like, <laughs> three years on the same money he's on now for one year. And Hutchie was just like, Sam, why would we do that? 
Well, on Footy Classified, just it was such an awkward silence. And Sam's like, "Oh, you know, wheeling and dealing business." And Hutch is like, "No, that's dumb, Sam. That's that's dumb." Now Moving I do, on. I do like with the Kane Corns copying all these L's. Yeah. I just I do love Matthew Lloyd. Matthew Lloyd and Caro. Lloyd is good. Lloyd Lloyd and Caro have been teaming up to yep. just slap Cornsy down every yes. time. But and you Caro love to does see it. it with Richmond. She's mm. a massive supporter. The same way Kane <laughs> does Port. Yeah. Caro does Richmond. Always has. Yeah, Caro is is uh look, I, I, I don't hate Caro at all. I think she is capable of an absolutely great monologue. She speaks well. And Lloydie and her together when they're putting the smack down on somebody. Bit it's of a good speech to- impediment on her. Oh, she's you're... getting there, though. Oh, you think it's just because she's old? Yeah. I think it's just because okay, she's yeah. old. No, it's because she's old. Bit of a Jim Ross sort of, uh, <laughs> sort of, sort of setup going on there. What's next in the footy news? Have you boys got anything uh, else? Nathan Murphy's obviously copped an injury and he'll be out for two to three weeks. But apparently not. Apparently oh. they have reneged that and said You're kidding. it is possible to play for this week. You're kidding. Yeah, this is coming in in the last like, two hours or so. Did you risk him? Well, I don't know. Well, either way, they're saying the injury isn't as bad as they first thought. This is uh, like this is coming from Craig McRae. So, and another thing on that, Finn McRae is out for one to two weeks. So oh, he so we can't play him. Oh, well, no I oh, think didn't he break his thumb or something? Thumb. That's yeah, so unfortunate. It's a shame because he just hasn't had an opportunity yeah. on here. Good Lord. So I'm thinking of other midfielders that we might have in the twos. We've got Trent Bianco, but he's an outside mid. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the injury list on the VFL is looking like, but maybe... You get your boy Joey Richards and oh, you chuck him into the guts. It could be time. It could be time. It could be time. Imagine the hype we will get if Joey Richards debuts. <laughs> Four Dacos. Four. Oh, in yeah, out Dacos in the boy. Wow, Joey Richards, incredible. Get in. Uh, anyone else got another headline? I've got a piece yes. of uh, slightly boring bureaucratic news. I love that, but it is somewhat interesting. Paddy Dangerfield has reportedly been offered a chair on the AFL Commission, which so is... the AFL Commission. Yes, what, explain that to me like I'm five years old. The AFL Commission is a bunch of board members and I believe some of the team owners that sit and discuss and decide rules, uh, oversee uh, things like the Essendon drug saga, the yeah, Melbourne tanking okay. saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the highest the highest order of the top level of government in the in the, the AFL. council yeah. the council the, the jedi council the jedi council of the AFL now it's unprecedented because no current player has ever been offered this wow. before a, a, a few ex players obviously have been in it the last one was Luke Ball who left in 2019 oh, i think oh, Collingwood premiership legend um but i mean this raises some Pretty uh, and uh, this news has hit the other clubs and they are not happy whatsoever. Yeah, I can understand because I, yeah. he would be privy to private financial information on all of the clubs, the inner work, private inner workings of all the clubs, which are open to the AFL but not um, competing clubs. Mm. And I mean, he plays for fucking Geelong. Like, what do you what? Yeah, what do you look, need to say not, about that? It's not. It's it's it seems like a bit of shady shit going on to me. Yes, a bit of nepo. Now, uh, perhaps this has all just been report, uh, reported, and it's basically confirmed that they have approached him. But whether that is for next year while he's playing, or if they're just buttering up for post retirement if he retires next year, he might. Yeah. He might. So yeah. it it very well could be a post career thing. But he okay. would he would have to give up. All of his other obligations. He's the president of the AFLPA. 
and has media we commitments. We grant you the rank of uh, commission member, but you are not a Jedi master, young, <laughs> young Dangerfield. Well, the problem That's is... That's absurd! Sorry, go ahead. had someone in that position for a very long time. So the whole Gillan McLaughlin, you know, needing a successor, Dylan goes up. Yeah. There's a gap there. And obviously you've had Scott go back to the AFL, so yep. he's left the commission... So, well, who replaced Scott as the rules guy? Nobody. Well, I, nobody. I, I, I don't think they did. That's interesting to yeah. me. That's in, because it was off. It was such a big role mm. that was there. Like I remember, it was Stephen Hawking for years, and I hated him. I fucking yeah. Everybody hated him. did. But then it was Brad Scott for one year, and it he sort of took a lower profile with it and yeah. just kept the ball running with Stephen Hawking's changes, and now the position is vacant. That's the. Well, they did want the Richmond president, or CEO, um, what's his name? Uh, Gail, Brennan Gale. Yes, yes. But yes. Gale apparently is going to be going off to Tasmania to set up that club when that comes around. Yeah, oh, fair right, fair right. Look, person... I'll, t- I'll take the rules job if you want me to have it, AFL. Uh, first thing I'll do, <laughs> bring back third man up. Second thing I'll do, yeah, third man up, eight good. blokes on the bench. I'm d- d- completely throw yeah. the belly out of the Fuck bathwater. It, have 12. Eight, 12 even, 12 even. <laughs> and a 46-round season. You heard it here first. Everyone plays everyone. Three everyone times. plays everyone three times. State of origin comes back. Print your own money. Seriously, like I will make you billions of dollars. Now, Ben, I yes. have a question for you. Yes. Was Ruck Round the most pointless round yeah, promotion dumb. we've ever seen? It was really dumb. Yeah. It, uh, I, I feel like they, they build it up just to put out a two-minute video making fun about uh, of how Ruckman are not good at ball handling. Well, also all critical thinking. Uh, yeah. the, the, all the, the, all the this stereo- stuff I saw was just The jokes. stereotype of Ruckman, and this rings true, uh, and I'm very sorry to any Ruckman listeners we may have, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure we have at least three, uh, that Ruckman are a little bit thick. They're a little bit dumb. They're a little bit slow. Uh, not only... It is the stereotype, It is yes. the stereotype. Uh, and that was broken this apart. Was, by... This was the opportunity for the AFL to really actually, if you're going to commit to having a, mm. an appreciative ruck round and say how great was Dean Cox, Polly Farmer, how yeah. great's Max Gorn, where privilege should be watching. Now him. I did instead. I did see a promo. A... I did see a promo that said how good Polly Farmer was. Yes, and it, it, it there was a, a little bit of it that was like how good are these guys, but most of it was just. Oh, look, he can't it pick was the ra- ball up. Yeah, it was ragging on him. It was ragging on him. Oh. Uh, well, to be fair, he's two metres far Yeah, exactly. Tall. Oh, this six foot ten bloke wasn't really crisp below his knees. Oh, everyone have a laugh. It was really cringe segments, I thought, from Fox Footy now, for the lot of it. Now, we rattle off? Just, we won't go into it, into it too deep. Yeah. Best Rackman. Of all time? Uh, yeah, you go all yeah, time. okay. Uh, so my best Ruckman of all time, I did a little impromptu top five yeah. here. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Of all time, number one, Polly Farmer, for the yeah, influence for the influence Change he had the on game. the game. Change the game. Change the handball. He's a revolutionary. Uh, Jim Stein's number two. Yeah, very good. Best import uh, from a foreign land of all time and just a, a, a wild uh, presence on every contest he was in. Number three, Dean Cox. Yeah, love that. Dean Cox, the fourth midfielder they called him. Uh, in- incredible kick for a ruckman. Fitness was elite. Pace was elite. Four, Max Gorn. Yeah, good. I've got Gorny. Very and good. And this is more predicting the where he's going to finish at the time of his career. Like I think by the time Max Gorn retires, he will be in that four spot. And number five, Aaron Sanderlands. Yeah, see, I haven't really gone all time, but just um, of the past few years, I because it's Ruck Round, I would 
like to point out that Nick Nat and Sandlands oh, were Nick just Nat, immense. Honourable mention, yeah. Nick Nat was amazing. Nick Nat yes. walked so Max Gorn could run, in my opinion. They, yeah. They, he had that midfield style well, I play. I think like Nick Nat is like 20 years ahead of his time. Like yep. I think that Luke Jackson is more like Nick Nat to me. Yes, like, 100%. Uh, big time. 100%. Big time. What are you at? Sam Lance obviously was just a beast that teams yeah. had whole game plans just a around. Just boy. Who comes to your mind, Joel, if you're thinking like best ruckman all time, like who, do you, who are you putting in well, there? Well, I agree with Corey, but I think it happened earlier and I think Dean Cox was the one that really changed it in that area. To be the midfield type yep. ruckman, yeah, yeah he like pr- probably Nat had a bi- probably had after. a big influence on him because was he he would have still been at the club then before he went over east. Cox was helping out with Nick Nat's development. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the <clears throat> Cox was such a beautiful kick of the football, and he was comfortable with ball in hand, which was the reverse stereotype for the ruckman at the time. Him you know, and Sandy changed the game. They did, and you think of WA ruckman as well. You look back at Polly Farmer. You know, that was one era. Then you came to this Cox and Sandy era, and now you've got guys like Gorn who run around. For any um, Eastern States viewers that might not be aware, we, we are in Perth. Yes. Uh, the tunnel under the – the highway tunnel under the city is named after Poly Farmer. Yes. The Poly Pipe Tunnel. Absolutely love it. We should get into the results, I reckon. Let's get into the results over a very entertaining, upset-laden round of football. Before you hit the first game, yes. I just want to say something of note. The ladder has been so entertaining with oh, the yes. uh, fight for eighth. Oh, yes. Every team from ninth to 12 won this week. Oh. Which is crazy. That is crazy. So they <laughs> that are, is fucking They mental. are keeping their finals yeah. oh, alive. God, that's awesome. <laughs> let's go. Let's get into it. All righty. So the first game of the week, Friday night, the Bulldogs absolutely <laughs> crushing Richmond. Over in the first points. quarter. Yeah, it, it was yeah, literally just nine that, goals, three to two, one was embarrassing by Richmond. Yeah, it was, they were smashed in the first quarter. It was done. Uh, uh, yeah, it was centre bounce, complete dominance. Like yeah. Bont, amazing in what that they first kick? quarter. Nine in the first quarter, and it's insane. There was one really telling moment that I thought in this game that I went, "Come on, Richmond, you've got to be better than this." I know they came off a five day break, but it was Jaden Short getting beaten in a one on one marking contest by Caleb, Caleb Daniel. Daniel. Wasn't that the first goal of the game? Uh, it was the first yeah. goal of the game. Unbelievable. Comes out and it's literally <laughs> the ball is coming in the air on a silver platter to Jaden Short and he's got Caleb Daniel just sort of nudging him on yeah. the small of his hip it. because he is four feet tall. <laughs> and Jaden Short has been edged under it by Caleb Daniel who's taken it over his head. Criminal. I think Criminal Jaden Short. I hit the group chat in all caps. Yeah. Fucking Caleb Daniel has just <laughs> key forward. Caleb Daniel has just kicked the first goal of this game. It was I that uh, Jaden Short. I get it. He's a running halfback, and one on ones aren't his traditional job. But if you're starting in the back fifty during the six six six, yeah, you can't be losing one on one contest to no. Caleb Daniel. I mean, it, unforgivable. And, and he kicked three. I think he was. It, he was, he was amazing. He, he was amazing. He's been kicking more goals this year. But yeah, dogs midfield incredibly dominant and uh, the bunt. Jamari Eagle Hagen as well. Five mm. goals. He's yeah. fast. Yeah. He's fast becoming. Uh, he's, I think, here. he's here. He's here. He's here. He's in, in, in the next five years. We're going to be talking about him as. The key forward, he yeah. could win a Coleman. I would, I would Absolutely, so. I would definitely think. But so. the dogs, uh, as they were getting this domination out of the midfield, the Richmond backs 
because it was just coming in hot from these centre bouncers, they couldn't handle it. They they could not handle any one-on-one matchup they were brought in with. And, yeah, the, the scoreboard showed it. Just horrible defensive What work. do we think about McWalter? I think he's a good coach. I think still, that... Yeah. Would you still give him the job? Look... If you yeah, to me, yes, but I yeah. know they're probably going to look for a more established coach just because precedent. They, they usually don't they go almost with the caretaker. certainly will go with a, uh, somebody else, but yeah. I think he deserves a shot. He's, uh, I really like the way he speaks. I like the way we'll help he, in the future. Yeah. But the I, last uh, takeaway that dog's game where they just got obliterated at the start, yeah. they have had some fights against yep. teams that are much better than them and they've on paper. had they've been a difficult team to read this year i thought yeah. they were going to do a lot better but i think a lot of people did as well like it, it, throughout the predictions early season a lot of people had them finishing top 4 myself included but yep. now it's becoming pretty clear that they're on the edge of that premiership window and they've got a call to make what to do with their list like are they going to rebuild are they going to try and Stay around tenth minimum. Like, are they? We don't want to slide, but either way, now, dogs. While, don't take anything away from the dogs. They were fantastic. While we're on the subject of the dogs, I'll just hit you with some stats here because there's been a bit of a thing with Italian excellence. Oh well, in in the AFL. Oh, oh. mamma mia! Oh, oh, is this something you've cooked up? Oh, oh. wait! <laughs> oh. Gabagool! Contested possessions in the league. Fuzzle. <laughs> Gabagool! Contested possessions in the league what the this year. Marcus Bontempelli is leading with 285. <laughs> Tom Liberatore's got 284. Forget about it. And Christian Petraka, 279. He loves to upload now, TikTok cooking videos with his nonna. This is unbelievable. That gets it's, the ladies very excited. If you include Italy in the Mediterranean uh, region. Which and, you should, and, I think. And you can put the Dacos brothers in there as well. Oh, for sure. It's for a sure. complete take, takeover. We've got Taranto. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Canelio. Canelio. It's yes. all happening in the top 10 it's best players. absolutely all happening. Now, there's some... Um, Tom one Le- of the best players I've played with is an Italian bloke named... Uh, <laughs> oh, I think he's Italian. Uh, Tyler Saracini, shout out. Very, very good very good player. Sounds European. Tom Liberatore, yeah. let me just shoot you with these. Western Bulldogs players to record 155 plus clearances in a season. Tom Liberatore has done it five times. That's, that's 2013, elite. 2014, is... 2021, 2022, and he's already done it this that's year. That's fucking amazing. Other, other Western Bulldogs players to do it? Jack McRae did it once. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's absolutely unbelievable. The past five rounds, now I think this is before the game that just happened, number one for disposals, number one for contested possessions, number one for ground ball gets, number one for clearances, number two for center clearances, number two for stoppage clearances, number two for pressure acts, number three for super coach Good points, Lord. and number three for player ratings. Tom Liberatore. He has been turning it on, he, man. <laughs> this is his career best season. And the thing is, he doesn't look Italian either. He looks no. like uh, he, he, he looks like almost a bit of a half Eshe, half Bogan. Well, uh, every time uh, I'm uh, watching the footy with my dad and he comes on, you get the classic, fuck, he's got some shit tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> he does. It's not wrong. It's not wrong, but also like the 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 antics of Tom Liberatore after winning the 2016 flag will go down in like history. He's as just a different unit. All time loose bloke behaviour. No, I did a bit of research on this. About why is there so many Italian heritage players? And I yeah. actually found something that not a lot of people know. Yeah. Okay. In, in 1984, the Italian government and the Australian government teamed up 
and they funded a center of excellence in the city of Napoli in Italy for AFL. Get fucked, yeah, really? It's only for three years. Only for wow. three years, and it, it created this this generation of talent. That is amazing. Are you lying, or yeah, is that true? I made that up. Oh, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You had me thinking. You had me Three thinking. Three years worth of work and we got Cornelio fucking allies. The second right. you were, you finished it, I was like, Mate, I've, I've been had. Peter Dacos was already playing in 86. <laughs> he sounded He's Macedonian. He's that's, not Italian. All he's not Italian. He said it quickly. That's why. There was, there was nothing. It was straight <laughs> out. It with such, he's a peak gaslighter, our Corey. Next game, Joel. Next uh, game. Next game. So Essendon getting up by a point in the dying seconds over the Eagles. Great game. Fantastic game. Now, Eagles gave it a crack. They oh, can mate. show what they can do. The kids are all right. The kids are really, really they were, good. They, they were very they were phenomenal. It blew, blew me away, actually. I was very entertained watching this, and I was going for the Eagles so hard. I was very devastated when they, that last minute where they just uh, gave it away there. There was a very shitty ball up with a, about a minute to go. Basically gifted it to to the bombers. <laughs> there were actually a lot of questionable umpiring decisions. The in ball, that, when in you that throw a ball up, it's supposed to go straight up and come straight back down. Yeah. It went about six meters away from him, and Essendon just grabbed well, it. Well, here's a here's a fun fact about stoppages and the history of stoppages in the AFL. The reason that the boundary umpires have to uh, throw the ball in with their back to the play is because in the early days of the uh, the 1900s, we're talking like right at the turn of the century. Mm, cap days. Uh, they would throw facing the contest, but oh. because betting was so rife at the time, yeah, they would be corrupted by their bets that gonna, they had on. As you started and that. And they would throw it to advantage of, of a particular ruckman. As you started that, I was going to guess that it was a betting it's thing. It's a betting thing, yeah, yeah they're, they're, because they would absolutely try Because a ruckman's and, never, uh, not a ruckman, an umpire's never been in involved their 1910, in a betting scandal. Yeah, exactly. In their 1910 same-game multi, they would have had, uh, you know, Walter P. Smythe as, uh, well, I need this bloke for, for three head-outs uh, towards the ruckman, towards that I need. Uh, <laughs> I've got the unders, the unders being 20 points in the entire game. Uh, we need to make sure. But, but look, uh, either way, Eagles, Eagles were phenomenal, were phenomenal here. Very phenomenal here. And a player I want to give a shout out to uh, for this Eagles lineup. Witherden? Because, so, no, Witherden, Witherden was good, but there's a particular Eagles player that has stood out from the pack, uh, the nameless neutral horde of Eagles waffle players yeah. that look like they're. 20 years old, they're mm. children. I get told no matter how many games I go to with Nadia, I'm like, who's that guy? She goes, oh, that's that's this fella. And I forget him <laughs> I forget him the next week. But one of them that has stood out that I have been told every week what his name was and I forgot him seven times, these past two weeks, the North Melbourne game and this game, Xavier O'Neill. Oh, has, yeah. My mum's girlfriend. Has, yeah, do great. you really? Oh, well, yeah. shouts out. Shouts out. Xavier O'Neill. Is fast becoming one of the more consistent performers in this lineup for the Eagles. He can play inside the contest. He can play outside. He's been doing some really good things, racking up the ball. And yeah, I uh, shouts out. I think he's a very underrated player. And he's out player. of contract, so hopefully they give him another deal. They've got to. They've got to sign him up. You got to. You got to take him. Uh, yeah, I, I. I think he played a, a, a very respectable game. Xavier O'Neill, yeah, huge that. boy candidate if you want to adopt him for a boy. Definitely could be a boy next year Big as well. time. Kyle Big Langford time. as well in this game, five goals. Yeah. That's five and five, two weeks running. He's been a spark plug for Essendon throughout, throughout the whole year. 
Because he was sort of caught in two minds or the, the coaching staff was caught in two minds where they wanted to play Kyle Langford throughout his career. Was he a key yeah. defender? Was he a key forward? He is such a good second tall to Peter Wright. Yeah, I love he, that. Wor- he works very well. He's averaging two goals a game. Yeah, no, it's uh, he's right up, right up there in the comments. So out not of, many out of those out of those ladder positions, nine to twelve. Essendon is twelfth with that uh, barely scraping by against Eagles. You'd think that they are in the worst shape out of all of yeah, those. Yeah, their contenders. percentage isn't good either. I no. think yeah, their percentage is probably one of the worst out of that chasing pack. Let's go next game. Let's whiz through them. Alrighty, Adelaide got up over the Suns. Look. Another Adelaide game. Got it Crumb done Dom. Crumb yeah. Dom. This one broke hinge, my heart. Foggerty yeah. Crouch. Fucking Hinge playing his the best game of his career. Like thirty one disposals in May. Like, he as he started as a winger, like half back type, and I actually had eyes on him for my boy at the start yeah. of the year. Yeah. I did have eyes on Mitch Hinge, but I thought Patrick Parnell was a bit more cute. How about uh, Crouch? And that, that's, why, that's why I picked it. <laughs> Crouch had a great game as well. He, he's got to get a gig somewhere else next year. He's got to play every yeah, week. He's there, good enough. There's just not a spot for him in no. the Crom midfield when they're all healthy. So I think like, you you go to a, I guess, a, a, a team that needs an inside midfielder. Jesus Christ, yeah, give him a gig. Absolutely give him a gig. touches every week. He'll be, get it easy. Yeah. Um, Look, there's really not much to this game. Gold Coast is still in the hunt. Just, yeah. but I doubt they will make it now. And Adelaide they, are definitely in the hunt. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's oh, done. They, even the, um, even in the press, of the coach said they're just aiming to beat their all-time win which record, is 10, which is ten. Which is ten. So but if yeah, they can get I, eleven wins, they'll be happy. I thought Tex was. What on, are they on now? They're uh, on eight. Mm, okay, eight or nine. Eight or nine, I think. Uh, either way, I thought Tex was unbelievable in this game. There was a particular goal he got where he did the tomahawk ruck contest yeah. against Jared Witts, fantastic, which was fucking strength. Very, very good. Uh, and an early burst from the Crom was very important. They had this tied up pretty early. Suns had a bit of a comeback, but not enough expected result for the Crom. Next game. Uh, next game. Are you all right to go through this one, Benry? Because it is the 32-point win yep. for Hawthorne. Oh, over I'm, I'm okay to go pies. with this. Oh, yes. This was uh, – look, I'm happy for the Hawks, honestly. I, I do not have any any hard feelings for the, uh, the Hawthorne boys, but the Collingwood Football Club find ourselves in a pretty difficult position here. We're a victim of our own expectation this year. We're everyone's favourite team. Everyone's favourite team they used to love to hate, but now they hate to love. (laughs) It's been an emotional time. (laughs) I watched Nick Dacos go down in that contest after kicking a very heroic goal, but it was only his fifth disposal. Finn McGuinness did a fucking pretty good job on him. Arguably the best tagger in the league. We've been a physical side all year getting around each other after laying a tackle on the boundary line, getting around the boys after laying a smother. It was reversed in this game. That was the Hawks. That was the Hawks all game. Every single one percenter, they were getting over to each other. Crowding the stoppages, just taking it away completely. James Sicily. James Sicily. How we didn't run a defensive forward against him. As David King, close personal friend of the podcast, has correctly identified in coaching tactics over the past two weeks, three weeks, you need a diffuser, as he calls it, yeah. for the opposing intercept marker. Whatever the player is that is going to intercept mark, which in this case was James Sicily, we needed a body on him. 
yeah. at all times. And in my opinion, it should have been Dan McStay. I think McStay. Yeah, I was going to say big, Frampton. But yeah, McStay. McStay. McStay's quick enough, I think, to do it. Yeah, McStay, that's, that's a good McStay, shout. I think McStay, if we are going to come up against these teams in finals who have a big intercept marking type player, like if we're coming up against GWS, who could make a run in the finals, I would put McStay on Sam Taylor. Yeah. 100% yes. But now, very I, sad. The wheels are falling off. Aside from, I'm aside not happy. from the Sicily I'm matchup, not happy. Across, the, across the board, there is just a lot to not love. I mean, Mitchell hasn't been great for the second half of this Maya season. Majacek's gone missing. Majacek's gone missing. Um... Obviously, Dacos and Murphy out. Pendles looked very slow. Yeah. He was getting outworked uh, by Newcomb. And making silly mistakes as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it hurts. They, uh, they had some... Kingy, close personal friend, had uh, close showed, personal friend. showed some vision of Pendles just missing a contest, turning around, and Newcomb was 10 metres away with the ball. Yeah. Like, it was just unbelievable. It's... Uh, I think... Pendles back to half back would yeah, be my call. Back to half back. Back to half back. That's a good shot. Easier for him to do. Mm-hmm. McCreary into the midfield. Darcy Moore was looking slow, uh, uh, not slow, but just not accurate as hesitant, well. Hesitant, hesitant, yeah. very so hesitant. Is I mean, it, how much of a cause for alarm is it? I, I think it is alarming. To me, it is very alarming. It's but, certainly alarming, but I don't think it's indicative of uh, a wheels off situation yet, because I mean, maybe not a wheels off, but maybe it is a. We're, we're driving the car and yeah. we've heard a noise. There's a noise. There's a noise. Oh, in the, the there's that? a noise in the car. Oh. Is that light always on? Oh, is, what is, is that? There was the engine lights on there, and then oh. you, and then uh, you know you got you got to get out of the car and you hear a little creak. So like, what oh. you're saying is, we need to go to the shop, get, to, get lubed up, get, get tightened up, up, and then we'll be right. Up. Yep. The car's a, still all right. Bit of KY. Bit of KY. We're under warranty. Yes. And look, Cawthorn have done, I think, exceeded everyone's expectations this season. They've had the six wins and three of them have come against top eight teams. And a lot of really close losses as well. Well, they knocked off Brisbane at the MCG. Yeah. Collingwood at the MCG and the Saints, who were a top five team at the time. And uh, yes. Sam Mitchell came in the press. He said, look, when we're at our best, we've, we've shown that we can beat anybody. Our problem yep. is consistency. Yes, So next, for sure. next year, they're just going to be going to play like that every week. Yep, they. Uh, 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 I think they've got a very good list. They've got a very good coach, and within three years, they'll be contending finals. That's, yep. that's, uh, that's yeah, that's my solid for sure. Next game, let's uh, let's uh, push along here. All righty, next game was Geelong getting up by two goals oh. on Port Adelaide at GMHBA Stadium. Huge four losses in a row for Port. I know, out of nowhere. And they can't say King, like Kenny's now. You know, re-sign because he keeps losing every week. He keeps losing. You got to do it on a good well, note. And just hasn't had that. This up. was a really entertaining game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a bit of a shootout in the opening quarter. But it was. The, the Cats in transition during this game uh, in stretches looked just as dangerous as they did as they did last year. They know how to put it together at the end of the year. They don't do. They? they remember at the start of the year they looked dog shit. They, they were did. terrible. They did look very dog shit. But now, like I think. The, I, I, if you've got a gun to my head right now, Geelong are going to make the eight. They're not going to lose another game before finals. Yeah, I agree with that. 
they're going to remain composed, uh, beat every team in front of them. What do you What do you guys reckon about this game? Well, I just want to talk about one player, and that's Grian Myers. Oh, yes. Another yeah, five goal assists and 12 score involvements. When we did our BTH mid-year All-Australian <laughs> team, what did I say? Who did, did I put say? in there? Who did I put in the you, team? You put in Grian Myers. I put in Grian Myers. And, and I, I kind of couldn't believe it. I was like, Grian Myers. You, were, you all laughed at me. You all <laughs> laughed did, yeah. at me. As we tend, well, I as have we to, tend say, to do. To quote Nigel Farage, you're not laughing now, are you? <laughs> Grian Myers was the best on ground comfortably yeah, in this game. Quite easily. Arguably the best field kick in the comp right now. I would say that. Over the, the the first part of the year, it could have been Jordan Dawson. You could have said Nick Dacos would have been up there. But I think now Mer- it's, Merritt's pretty good. Merritt's pretty good, but gro- it's now comfortably Grian Myers. Yeah. Well, he's hunting a very big record, and that is Jason Akermanis's 44. Most, most goal assists 44. in a season. So he's seven off at the moment. And a little stat with this as well, the top five, well, let's go top six players that have finished with the most goal assists in a season. Yep. All of them have at least made the prelim. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Geelong might not None make the top None of them have four. won it. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So they've got a like, – I think if Geelong uh, – if Grian Myers is going to break this goal assist record, he might need a couple of finals games to do it. Like oh, he, no, he, he could definitely do it. He mm. could do it before, but you never know. Goal assist are a temperamental he thing. Like, five you know, on the yeah, weekend. Five is massive. If he five gets matched is, up on the wrong guy. Usually, usually, like the when you when you sort the stats when you're looking through after a game, the most goal assist is like two or three. Five is an outlier. Oh, like it, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a very high amount of goal assist. So he might need an elimination final, then a semi final to to crack over the line, but he can do it. He my boy, Brian, my silly boy with a silly name. He can absolutely do it. Next. Next game. Yep. All righty. So the Battle of the Bridge, we had Sydney getting up by 11 points. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a good I, game. It was a good game. Very entertaining. I thought this was a great example of our Lord and Saviour, David King on first crack, being proven right because Sydney were nullifying <laughs> Sam Taylor, the intercept marker, Every time they looked forward, when they were kicking into the forward line where usually Sam Taylor would be patrolling that back 50, he had two bodies on him. He had two forwards nullifying him, putting body contact onto him so he couldn't intercept mark it and he was taken out of the game. He only had one intercept mark, which is a very low number for Sammy Taylor. What did you reckon of this game, mate? Look, GWS could have won this game. They They weren't kicking straight. You know, they had their chances. It was a good close game. And Sydney, I think, is the dark horse in this top eight race as well. That They've had four wins on the trot now. They're peaking at the right time. If they sneak in, like, they're definitely dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Them playing at home without Buddy in the side now, I think they play better. Yeah, with Logan and Amati, I think they're 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 very both Even dangerous. Even Hayden McLean forwards. up there, yeah, McLean's you've McLean's really, really good when they're not buddy focused. You've got Goulden, you've got uh, you've got Warner, you've got Blakey. There's Goulden a, has to be in the All Australian team. The list as well. is oh for sure on the wing for sure. But yeah, uh, Errol Goulden deserved medal. Let's keep whizzing through these games. Now, I reckon before you do, I, I got a, a great bit from uh, from this guy. I think it was from this game. Oh yeah, go on, uh, BT. Uh, just letting one rip. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the Pornhub sound. That's thing. the Pornhub sound effect, Corey. Oh. 
Uh, we will get a we will get I a just, run out of that. I really love that. That one. is BT saying they, they have started to stimulate started themselves. They've started to stimulate here. themselves here. Very good, Fantastic. Brian. Brian, very good. There was an incident in the uh, the back pocket where uh, they they took inspiration from Took Miller's grab last week. Oh, and just, they did it. Yeah, just yeah, went just, a little bit. Just went a little bit ham on it. Bit ne- next game, Joel. Next game. Uh, next game. So North. Going down to Melbourne by 32 points. Now, this was a game that Melbourne forgot when it started. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, their their the, ball handling was not great in the first half. But, I mean, as an experienced team does against a North, they got it together. They got it. They got them. it together. They got it done. He's incredible up he's, Yeah, there he's was a couple, amazing to there watch. There was two goals in that game that could be goal of the fucking year. Yeah, he's incredible. Like, he's. It's so hard with small forwards to judge who the best are in the competition because usually a really good game by a small forward, they only have nine disposals or so, yep. but all you need is like two really good goals, a tap on here and there, well, a really good job. chase and tackle. A couple of goals. Now, like, I think Cozzy's up there with the very best. Harrison Petty, out. Foot injury, yeah, re-injured. Very who tough. would you say replaces him? Big Boner well, Brown. Fritch is Big, coming back in oh, two yeah, weeks. No, well, well you probably go with Fritch. Fritch is coming back. And who, they've got Clary back next week as well, although yeah. not the same position. These, that's just uh, another Tom McDonald's not ready. He's nowhere near ready to play. If you need a big body, my dad, Big Benny Brown, Sideshow Bob, he's waiting in the the twos. The problem with Big Benny Brown, he's just not any good. That's not true. (laughs) I think he's a better pick than is That is very mean of you to say that. Hey, hey, I'm going off the stats here. He's going off of a rough six weeks of form. Yeah. But Benny Brown nearly won a Coleman once, I'll have you know. Yeah. Well, Ladies they're talking and about Grundy. Now, I think Benny Brown's a way better choice up forward than Grundy because Grundy sure, is not a for forward. For sure. Grundy can kick, uh, sorry, Ben Brown can kick goals. Grundy, Grundy's not a good set shot. So I'll, a, I'll absolutely take Ben Brown. But it Brown. is a massive loss for him. What a, it is. What yeah, a Petty, from and Grace. praise up to Petty. Like he had a, he's gone from a game kicking fucking What a fall from Grace goals. for Brody yeah. Grundy. Oh, I have to, um, I know. Do you think he'll request a trade? And oh, it's almost else. certain yeah, that he's getting traded to. at this you'd point. You'd have to. Like, it, it, I think... Mate, if he's not playing in Melbourne's <laughs> fucking starting team, yeah. 100% he's going to another I team. I think the Eagles should take him. Oh, that'd be great. They 100% well, he's should take him. an Adelaide boy as well, that'd so be great. Port's an option. Even though, yeah, Port But could, also, yeah. Melbourne have to agree to it. Why would, like, yeah. in their minds, why would they trade him? They've got a backup now that's good well, enough to come in and yeah look i i don't think that they would hold on fair. to him I, i'm not saying i don't i don't think they're going to hold on to him if they're not going to play him i don't think they're that yeah. awful either way next game next game we could talk about the grundy trade all day it is spicy stuff all righty so <laughs> next game was saints going down to the blues by 19 oh, points oh boy wow carlton they are now, only They're the hottest team in only the comp at the minute. I only watched the first kind of three quarters of this game. Um, they were the best. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Saints, really, Saints really bottled they it, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did bottle it. It was it was looking to be a, a very Ross the Boss sort of win until uh, the Carlton comeback happened. It was yeah. low scoring. I think this was a... Very negative around the contest, negating it. They were... Chopping out Charlie Kerno this really is, this well. This is a display of, of tactics here. And you can yep. see what Ross was doing. Carlton saw it. They turned around, did something else, and the Saints couldn't do anything. They had a, a wingman sliding back to have two two men on Kerno at all times. Yes. yes. And Carlton knew exactly what was happening, and then they just sent yep. another guy back as well. Well, We're, it's well, they ended up winning in the contest. They Carlton had their loose at the contest, and this is so... 
this is one of the things we've talked about on the early episodes of the podcast, that when you're watching a game, the broadcast camera angles and the commentators really don't do a good job of explaining what teams are doing tactically formation-wise. And a big thing that coaches are deciding here is where to have their loose player, where to have their loose player. So as we've said in this analysis of the game, Corey is correct, they were uh, St Kilda were sliding a loose man back, usually to force a two on one yep. on Charlie Kerno. So that left a loose player at the contest, at the around the stoppages and around the ball for Carlton. And that's classic Ross the bus. Yes, that for is sure. classic. And don't Ross get me wrong, it worked for a half a footy. Yes, but the the thing with a tactic like that that is so brazen and obvious, um, it's very easy to negate, which yep. they did. And St Kilda got destroyed at the stoppages, uh, 41 points to seven. Nick um, Newman was amazing. Was scored from stoppages. So that, that's just, that's all she wrote there. Yep, yep, for sure. I just want to bring your attention to the last quarter from our midfield, which it was, was not good, Joel. Deplorable. It was not Jack good. Jack Steele didn't touch the footy. Yep. Brad Crouch didn't touch the footy. Butler didn't get a touch. King didn't touch it. Filippo didn't touch it. Oh, King. <laughs> He didn't touch it. <laughs> what I'm he's, saying. He's, you might even say he barely touched he's him. He's usually yeah, got go leather on. poisoning, that bloke. <laughs> Owens in the midfield only had two touches. I'm saying no midfield touched the ball. Our backman, it was amazing the fact that we only had a few goals scored on us in that I mean, quarter. And this is the thing. Ross is a defensive coach. He's not, he's not a midfield attacking coach. He yeah. never has been. Yeah. What Ross needs if he's going to revitalise this Saints list, he needs a good trade period and he needs a really fucking good centre bounce No, coach. I think we need a good draft period. I don't think we go after ready-made players. I think we go get the best young midfielders there Sure, are. whatever it is. You need injection of yeah. something. You but need, we need the speed and we need midfielders. I'll, uh, I'll get a shout-out for a mostly unsung uh, unsung player as well. Uh, Matty Cottrell. Oh, yeah, Cottrell. Mate. He's a big boy, uh, He's I a believe. Game. The last seven games he has played, including that one, he has clocked the most kilometres on the ground. Yeah, he's a, he's an absolute and I've shit since, on the K's game. I've since yeah. found that as a youngster, he was the best long-distance runner in, in the state. You as can a see junior. it in his body type, yeah. for sure. Next so game. Let's go, let's go next game. Keep uh, smashing next through. Next game. So last game of the round, Brisbane just edging out Frio. Now, Corey, you were here in the flesh. I was at this game. Sledging Dane Zorko, weren't you? Yeah, so I was sitting right on the... Um, 50 meter line and had a couple of opportunities to throw a couple of Did sledges. Did you also at Dane have Zorko. Uh, a couple of ales? Uh, no, none. Oh, yeah. No, okay. no, yeah, it was yeah. a sober day. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of study to do. Of course. But fantastic game. Um, like we've said, uh, you could say it's similar to the Hawthorne situation. At their best, they, I mean, they're way better than Hawthorne at their best. Yes. But at their worst, fucking awful. And that game, they were at their best for three quarters. They went rudderless in the fourth. They got absolutely stomped in the fourth quarter. But the first three quarters, un- unbelievable. Um, Hayden Young completely negating uh, Lockie Neal, which was to be expected after the same thing happened with Took Miller. So I didn't, I didn't watch this game. Was he starting in the midfield with Lockie Neal? Oh, yeah. Or? He yeah, was hard nice, on him. nice. So if you cast your mind back to Took Miller completely destroying Lockie Neal, yeah. um, he just did the exact same thing. But Damn. Pro- arguably uh, even better. They're taking Neil, Brownlow votes away from Neil you at the minute? They're no, taking, no, no influence. Um, Jordan Clark got smashed by Charlie Cameron, uh, which was a 
horrible, horrible matchup for yeah. Frio. That's where they bled some goals. That's Charlie. Yeah, we, we to go back to the best small forwards in the comp uh, discussion. Charlie Cameron makes so many people look silly. He uh, he, he, he made poor jo- and Jordan Clark's only 20, 22, 23. Yeah, like so. There's nothing literally. There's nothing you can do against he a guy his like, ankles a couple against, of times against a guy like Charlie Cameron. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. I think this shows how missed Ashcroft is as well. I was about how, to say I've yeah. got I've got Ashcroft question mark written here because yeah. it is so obvious, especially against Freo, who has a gun young midfield that work together so well. For sure. Um, and uh, last week and this week, you can really see that missing set of hands of Ashcroft of how quick. How quick and reactive he is. Um, they are kind of rudderless, especially now with teams negating Neil so effectively. And you, you have to assume that for the rest of the season, teams are going to see how well Took and Hayden Young has it's done. It's worked. Mate, Neil's, Neil's not getting 20 disposals for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, okay. So, shall uh, we go? Also, Luke Jackson. Fucking, oh, beast. Fucking beast, incredible. Yes. I mean, you can look at the stats, 24 disposals, one goal, two. But in, in person... Hey, he he. He's a big boy. He he won everything. Won yes. absolutely everything, and you know, Frio really should have won that game. But the similar to uh, Melbourne and the North game, um, you know, leading early, having it, and then the ex- more experienced team just prevailing. That but only, just, only, only just, only just. Either way, yeah. let's get into our top five MVP votes of the round. Uh, best player getting five votes. Fifth best player getting one vote. Let's start uh, to my far right, Corey. Let's go with your top five yeah, first. Yeah, we'll, we'll race through these. Yes. Um, I've got one vote for one Witherden from Ooh, the Eagles. Oh, yes. Very I impressive. like the Witherden vote. Very, yes. very impressive stuff. There was uh, one particular play. We had a great game, but there was one particular play where he faked subbing off, uh, which was great. Yeah, he just stood on the boundary line yeah. near the bench. And it yeah. forced Dyson Heppel to let his man go, which I think was uh, Marek. It was Marich, yeah. yes. Uh, four, uh, two votes, Sicily. Oh, only two. For yeah, only, only two. Three votes, Grian Myers. Oh, Grian. Four yes. votes, Luke Jackson. Oh, yes. And five votes, The Bunt. Yeah, huge. Massive. Love it. Uh, Joel, what are your top five for the round? All righty, so one vote, I'm going Luke Jackson. Yep, yep very good. We all talks, talked about him. Uh, Mason Wood for two votes. Yep. Uh, three votes, Finn McGuinness. Four votes, James Sicily. And five votes, Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, yeah huge, huge. Uh, I've got one vote, Finn McGuinness, best tagger in the game. Two votes, Carl Langford. Five goals, ten score involvement yeah, very, is a big good. problem for defences this year. Three votes. The Bont would have been higher, but it ended up being a bit of a blowout. Yep. Uh, but Fair. very good game from the Bont. Four votes. James Sicily, 37 disposals, 19 marks, completely controlled the game. And five votes. Grian Myers. Oh, you've given him the I'm five. I've given him the five. Yeah, love it. 24 disposals, 12 score involvements, two goals, five assists. Just outrageous attacking footy. There was one bit where they were down eight points, 15 minutes to go, and guess who was running, carrying out of the back line? Grian Myers. Hits a target, leads to a goal. Next contest, he tackles a bloke, gets him holding the ball in the forward 50 and kicks a goal. Ryan Myers won that game. Love that. So now after oh, the got to- Monty's votes. Oh, sorry. Yes, we have Monty's. Yes, of course. We forget uh, so friend of the pod. Quickly, through these, we got one vote to Mason Wood. 
Yes, yes, two yes. Two votes yes. to Graham Myers. Love Graham. Three votes to Kyle Langford. Oh, we've both gone Langford. Four votes, James Sicily. Yes. And five votes, Marcus Bontempelli. Oh, Bont has had a very good week he then. He could chase down Dacos. No, well, I don't, I don't oh, think no. he... No, no, no. no absolutely not. There's no it's way he's going to chase down Dacos. Possible. But either way, now we are going to get into the flagship segment of the Barely Touched Him podcast. It is, of course, Adopt Your Boy. I just distorted the mic. <laughs> It's okay. It's now. lo-fi. It's death grips. Distortion's coming at you. Now, the Sandful had a week off. Oh, really? I, uh, oh. Yeah. That's so, uh, really disappointing. So I've got nothing for Patty, uh, my boy Patrick well, look, Parnell. I think it's disappointment all around here. But while you boys talk about your boys, I will pull up the messages we've received about yeah, boys very, very there we go. Uh, in the chat. So how do you, Joel, you go first or do you not have the No, scale? I've got it. No, so, you've got him. You've got him. Uh, Jack Ginevan. Unfortunately, we talked about him replacing Dacos, but I don't think his seven touches and two tackles probably lead to him getting that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. he's still getting the feel of it. It's his first season of VFL. Hey, he can grow. He's got another year on his contract. Wait, Absolutely, Jack, is Jack yes. Ginevan your boy? Fuck, I wrote down the wrong name. You, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, Richards. Joe Richards. It's Joe Richards. You've disrespected the boy. Yeah, there's a picture of very, him. There's very a picture of position. him right here. <laughs> Fair. Fair call. Um, so Joey Richards, seven, fuck me, seven touches and two tackles. Look, not the greatest game. Not a great game, but hey, no. he's still getting used to it. Um, yeah. My dad, on the other hand, Reece Stanley, very good game. He was going up against a no-name Ruckman at Port Adelaide, uh, but he did have 18 touches and 31 hit outs. Yeah, very good. You know what? I just realised I watched Brisbane live. I, did I see Ryan Lester? Oh, <laughs> did he do it? You didn't even. You didn't even pay. That's the kind. Completely. Like we have said, you said you're so. He's a grey man. He's a grey man. You Look, don't notice. I had him. a lot of calculus in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But Sammy Flanders. Uh, I mean, obviously a bad result for the Suns. But, I mean, he still topped the disposal count for his team, 27 disposals, yes. uh, only four shy of uh, Crouch and Hinge at 31. Oh, yes. In and around it, doing his thing. He's unbelievable. He's getting the ball. He's, Un- he's, he's, making, him, he's making his presence felt in contest. Is he going to so, stay at the Suns? He's uh, out of contract. Yeah, look, I I would Imagine say... Imagine I would say no. Mm. I... Well, they weren't playing him. Is he a Victorian boy? He is. He's yeah. from uh, Gippsland, um, yep. similar area to where uh, my partner is from, uh, which aided in the boy picking process. Oh, ah, yeah, of course, yes. Um, I think he gets made an offer he can't refuse yeah. from somebody. Dr. Sam Flanders. So <laughs> other boys, because uh, this, uh, unless I have, like, misread uh, the internet uh, in my prep for this podcast, I could not find stats on the Sandful or the VFL for this round. Oh, that's Am I, weird. Like, I, I couldn't do it. Like, uh, maybe, what, have you, you been hitting the head by a bat? I don't know. Like, I went to Sandful and, like, there was last round where they played Port and then I went to this round when I went to go to match stats and there was – Nothing there, like it was. Well, there it, wasn't it, a round. That was. Yeah. That was a thing. The go. last round was round fifteen. Yeah. That so was... Paddy's Paddy's had a week off. The Good. whole week so by. If he did play, I imagine he would have gotten twenty five. <laughs> 
And how many tackles? Uh, oh, three. It would have been a respectable we'll, marks. We'll respectable three we'll tackles. We'll speculate our way into uh, like a brilliant four, game. Four rebound 50s, six inside 50s. You can uh, do the same with Leicester. Yeah, it would have, it would have been good. <laughs> but I think... Paddy's at a point now, if I'm going to talk about, if he hasn't had a game, I'll talk about where he's at in the broader point of the season. They're clearly not going to play him over other guys, even though he's absolutely doing his job in the twos. So dare I say it. What am I looking at here? Oh, Leicester. 16 disposals. 16. That's bad on average. He doesn't usually crack the 15. So 16 is quite good. Have you put him in a multi multi before? Yeah, put him in a multi. I have put him in a multi. Has he fucked your multi? It was the one leg that failed. (laughs) Ryan! Either way, I uh, had we, had about eight beers. Have, so I'll uh, take I, him I, in. I have been reaching out to our broader Billy Tushkin community about uh, who people have adopted as their boys, and memes about Crom, uh, who our dear friend of the pod always writes into the mailbag. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, his boy, his one from the GWS Giants, Cooper Hamilton. Is oh, his boy like that? And we'll have a look at the photo here. You can see his blonde Whoa. hair. Remember when I had hair like that? Strange yeah, looking Cooper cat. Cooper Hamilton. Get it up on the. Uh, you want to do the camera switch? Yeah, there, Corey. Strange looking cat. There is. There is, there is young. Oh, you can't see it. It's all out. It's all out of focus. <laughs> Either way, it's a very bleached blonde sort of get up. But Cooper Hamilton has played a, a few games this year. Very good long distance runner. Keep he won the two K time trial in his uh, in his draft combine, and that's where I first saw his name. And every time he's gone onto the field, I'm like, "Oh, that's that fast boy, Cooper Hamilton." I'll give a shout out to Nadia, who is uh, my partner, who has also adopted a boy. Fantastic, uh, Jake Saligo oh, from yeah. the Adelaide Saligo. Crows. You both good. like Adelaide boys. Don't yeah, you? she picked an Adelaide boy. It was as we were watching the game, and she's like, "Oh, his mullet is." Horrendous! Uh, we've got to we've <laughs> got to adopt. Take him. We have to adopt Jake Saliga, and he's got an Italian name. You know, the Italian takeover is uh, very important. But yes, if you would like us to read out your boy, send it through to the podcast. We will mm. absolutely do it. Uh, I've also gotten a good, really good one for a mailbag here that we will read out after the episode. After this, we do release two episodes in a week. The mailbag comes on the second. Just get involved. Fantastic. Uh, is And my dad, I don't think the VFL had a game. I couldn't find it. Uh, ben no. Brown, don't know what he's doing. So now we go into the next segment is Joel. Okay. Now we check in on our boy Joel, who is a, who is a St Kilda supporter. Joel, talk us through where the boys are at. Look, obviously losing to Carlton wasn't great. It's not ideal. It's not, it's not great. But... It is still in our hands. We win two games, we play finals. So you got Richmond next up. We've got Richmond, Geelong and Brisbane at the Gabba. Okay, so Brisbane at the Gabba, you may as well write it off. Yeah. You, yeah may, you, may, you may as well write that off. Can we beat Richmond at Marvel? We can. Possibly, yes, possibly. Could we beat Geelong at Marvel? No. Possibly. I don't. I, I, would no. Tip, I would be tipping Geelong in that game. Well, there's a chance. It's in our hands. If we want to play finals... But the problem was on the weekend, our midfield lost it for us. It was not good in the last quarter. It was uh, a Carlton midfield and it was a lot of unusual sort of role players that wouldn't be traditionally getting 20, 25 disposals or more dominating against the Saints midfield. It was. But, yes, hey, thank look, you. we know that it is in our hands. We can make it if we want to, but we have to win at least two games. So you're sixth on the ladder, I think. We're seventh. 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 Oh, I thought it was sixth. Now, Jesus. Sliding. With the chasing pack. <laughs> oh, that was 
was such this, a loud This couldn't fart. have worked out more perfect <laughs> for you. Like with you've the, just watched it like. With the chasing pack coming, as we know they are, we know how tight this ladder is. If you were to make a prediction right now, do you think you can get higher than seventh? Really? Honestly? Sixth. You've so said that he's, Joel has started to stimulate himself here. <laughs> I'll be happy he's, if we uh, make it at this stage, but I think we can win two games. I think it's possible. So how possible do you think that is? Oh, like I wouldn't put the house on it. But So we're, right now, if you were to actually put money on where St Kilda are going to finish. How much money are we talking? Oh, like a 50. Like if oh, you were a 50. To, I'm not telling you to bet 50, but I'm like, oh. be really honest. Be really honest. I think we can beat Geelong and Richmond. Oh, I don't nah. think you can. I don't think you can. I think nah. we can't beat <clears throat> Brisbane away, but I think we can beat these two. So devout listeners of the podcast will know that this is uh, – we're getting to the – we're getting to the wheels falling off stage of yeah. St Kilda. I know no, I, I, I was... Said, the car's in the shop. The car's The car <laughs> is no, not no, in the no. shop. The wheels you're are You're out off. on the Nullarbor. You've got, you've you're got out one of those, on the Nullarbor. You've got one of those skinny wheels that um, expensive cars have that you're not supposed to drive more than 100 k's. Oh, the on. one like the spare. Yeah, you can't go over 80 k's an hour with. You've got four yeah, of those Yeah, but we're on. doing 90 in that at the yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's the, not good. The second set of half wheels are about to come off. It's it's not good. If you were to ask me, ladies and gentlemen, I think St Kilda dropped to tenth. That is my yeah. that is my. I think prediction. ninth or tenth is pretty accurate. So now it's we will go to uh, we're gonna we're gonna round out with some other sporting news. Some world sport news, mate. I have got some bangers here. So um, the World Triathlon Championships were in Sunderland. I always forget that exists. Sunderland. Where is Sunderland? It's in it's England. A, yeah, uh, it's in England. It's a coastal type situation. Um, 57 swimmers have come up with uh, bloody horrific diarrhea. Now, this... Um, Bad Indian or...? Well, people uh, people expected this well, to happen. Well, at the moment, the entire um, ocean surrounding the uh, English... Island is bad it's Indian full food. It's full of shit. It's full of shit. It's full of shit. It's full of diarrhea. So this, the area that this was hosted in is renowned and locals have been campaigning for some years. There's non-profit organisations and groups uh, campaigning to stop pumping shit into this beach. And in the meantime, stop people swimming there so they don't shit themselves. So sur- uh, Surfers Against Sewerage is one of these groups that uh, tested the water after all these swimmers got sick and found uh, levels of E. coli that are lethal, um, which <laughs> is just insane. And now, the, like, uh, this is the, and, and this is a video that I uploaded to the TikTok mm. uh, where I had a rant on the English after we uh, after the whole Johnny Bear uh, yes, controversy yes, in the, the test. And uh, the English really piped up in the comments and had some things to say to me. One of the things I said in that video is, "You can't swim in your own beaches due to human shit." Yes. Now, it's, this is I am proven happened. correct. I am so, proven correct. But, you can't even hold a swimming event without dying due to explosive diarrhea. I don't know if anyone's died quest- yet. But my question to the organisers would be: If this is a known issue, everybody knows that there's shit in the water. Yep. Why on earth would you hold the World Triathlon Championships and make them all swim in it? Financial gain. Now. Well, the English clearly made that an official, decision. An official was contacted for comment. Yes. He's uh, from the Northumbrian uh, Water Co., which handles uh, water supply and storage. Which would be a privatised company. It, it is. Yes. And he, he had this to say. 
We have had no discharges from any of our assets that might negatively impact water quality. That is complete horseshit. Which is more than those 57 athletes can say. (laughs) 57 of them. (laughs) If it was like four, they'd have a case on their hands like, oh... People let me, get diarrhea. Let me. Our food is awful. We, you know, you go, you have, go and get a pea and ham soup. And we it's have fucking had terrible. no discharges from any of our assets. <laughs> Very good stuff. I've got some uh, <laughs> another huge glaring sporting news. Arguably the top story: the Matildas outclass oh, Denmark. Wow, Massive, huge. We love our girls. Yeah, get around fantastic. the Matildas. The highest audience for any television show in 2023. 3.5 million over 3.5 million wow. viewers. It is amazing That's how staggering. we get around Aussie athletes at any sporting level. Yeah. Any We're, sport, doesn't matter. Gotta say, Katie Fowler, best on ground. Very Her good. passing Very was amazing. Stuff. Her tenacity whenever the ball was in dispute in midfield, she'd just stick a leg out there. Throw a body Caitlin into Ford's it. Caitlin Ford's goal. Caitlin Through Ford's goal legs. was amazing. Nutmeg the, the goalie. Nutmeg the goalie. And uh, look, it's. I, I remember watching Matt Leckie kick that goal against the Danish in uh, the Men's World Cup. This is bigger. I am so glad that we fucked the Danish again. I am so so glad. There was there was one uh, one player in particular from the Danes, uh, Ma- uh, Matheson, I believe. Very feisty. Yeah, Cop- there was Copped a few. Yellow. There, there, there was a Very few. Very stern yeah. look on her face the yes. entire time. But uh, in the 80th or so minute, Sam, uh, Sam Kerr came came out and, yes. my God, the crowd went ballistic. She had a shot on goal that went yep. over the bar as well. Yep. But, like, you could you can tell the difference when Sam Kerr takes a shot as opposed to anyone else on the field. It's got that much power. We so, all stopped. We yeah. all sat back and went, ooh, so it's going to be something. 2-0. 2-0 was the final score. Fantastic! Yeah, uh, they're into the round of sixteen. No, they 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 are. Oh, now they're into the into eight, eight now. They're into the oh, quarterfinals. Amazing! They're into so they're playing on Saturday, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so they'll either play France or Morocco. Whoa. Oh, now man. you'd hope for. Oh, geez, you'd they're both really good. No, you'd hope for Morocco. Yeah, but remember the Men's World Cup. Morocco was Morocco a stunning Morocco are a good football team. nation. Morocco are a very good football nation, and they could get the upset on France. But either way, I I think, dare I say it. We could be looking at a World Cup Matilda's team. Like now, France are up on Morocco as we speak right oh, now. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, there you go. So while we've got this uh, bed of Cindy Lauper playing, we'll yes. stick with the Australian girls uh, yes. and mention the Diamonds. They've won the Netball World Cup Again. for the 12th time. You fucking yeah. beauty. 12, Excellent. 12 times they've won it and... Uh, it was a smashing, 61 to 45. And not only have they got the World Cup, they currently hold every available international netball trophy. And that they also is... beat the English, so that makes it feel yeah. way better. So that is absolute dominance. You've got your trans-Tasmans, your intercontinentals, your quad country, your all of them. They've got Dude, every trophy. We are. It, 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 it's not surprising at all, even though I don't... You know, avidly follow yeah. what the netball scene is doing. Well, last the last you could tell me Australia won every trophy. I'd be like, yeah, last, yeah, that last World right. Cup was crushing because we lost to New Zealand by mm. a single goal. Mm. So we got it back. But um, this World Cup, the surprise story was Jamaica. Ooh. Jamaica were incredible. No one, no one really saw it coming. How good that they would actually be. Yeah, okay. They took it to everybody. They were right up there. And we, we actually had a scare against them uh, in the campaign as well. So in the years to come, Jamaica 
Yeah, it could Watch be a, it could be a contender. Uh, we've got a we've got another one here where Corey Corey floated this in the group chat that we might be talking about this. Uh, it's not sports news, but it is huge news this week. Well, it's very huge. Uh, Lizzo is a piece of shit. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, you you asked to talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I forgot about and it. And here's me bringing <laughs> it up. So. Lizzo, if you've been living under a rock, Lizzo is a uh, a singer, a R and B singer lady, a big one. She's a, yes, she is known for being a, a larger woman, larger she's, than life. You would she's say she's body Backstreet Boys, good song, uh, body positive. Uh, you know, she's a, she's a big girl, very talented, great singer. She can play the flute. She can you know dance. Can she? she can da- yeah, she, yeah, 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 she, she can play. Flute. Yeah, she plays the flute. Jeez. She can dance uh, and but. The backup dance team is the mm. cause of this controversy. They have accused her of fat phobia. Mm-hmm. They have accused her of sexual harassment. Yeah. They have accused her of all sorts of things. And now, white women don't know what to think. Now, they, they really don't know how to go about the this. Thing, the thing that tickled me, tickled yes. me about yes. this is I don't care if you like something that I don't like. Yes. What shits me is fan bases of certain things just really getting in there about the thing that they like to the point where it, it is just infuriating. And the entire Lizzo fan base is exactly this. Very similar to the Harry Potter fan base. It's like um, it's it's the classic case of, uh, oh, if you don't like and respect this woman, you hate fat people and you hate black people. So like, no. Women. She's just shit. I don't yeah. like it. Sorry. I, look, I, I, so now I, all of these people are eating their hats and are suspiciously quiet because the fat Lord and Saviour Lizzo, who in my opinion is disgusting, <laughs> is is a fucking piece of work. I think like I, I, I try, I have gone out of my way over the past three years to know as little as I can about Lizzo. I don't like her music. I didn't really nah. like, you know. And now you're talking about her on a podcast. Now so, I am. So, well, it was Corey's idea. Either way, I, I so, feel like what's happened here, this is my very guesswork on the situation. Yeah. I think what Lizzo's life has been has been the life of hedonism bot from Futurama. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the gold wow. guy. Yeah. Where he's where he's where he he's on the deck chair and he's very fat and he's got the great things. Jumbi, bring the chocolate icing. I think Lizzo is hedonism bot, and all she wants to do all the time because she's got millions of dollars and she's fat, but everyone loves her for it. Yeah, is just fucking go all out and like, all right, we're going to an Amsterdam sex club and I'm going to grope people and people are going to give me drugs. Some of these accusations, these backup dancers were forced and pressured to eat a banana out of a a stripper slash prostitutes vagina. Yeah, this is what happens in Amsterdam. Uh, There's the live sex show that they do. There was a lady who was heavily discriminated against uh, for being a virgin, and that that information she hadn't made public, but it was spread around. And um, good lord, I didn't know about that. That is actually quite and quite some, mean. Some uh, larger ladies were forced to walk uh, from a certain part of New York to Brooklyn for because they ate cheesecake. Um, which is Was that odd. because they ate it without Lizzo? It's well, this, this is the thing. For the the most study, I the, do I do love a French vanilla the bana- cheesecake. The banana in the say. vagina thing, kind of funny actually. <laughs> but the but the walking, Would you? forcing forcing someone to walk for cheesecake when you look like that 
Yeah, incredible. It's, it is uh, look, incredible. It's it's, it's uh, incredible. Very, it's but a seeing, very interesting story, I must say. Seeing a fan base turn on its head and just have absolutely nothing to say in the face of this stuff is it's, hilarious. It, it brings to me. up a broader thing of uh, you know what. You know, what celebrities would you feel vindicated uh, by if they turned out to be pieces of shit? Uh, I, I think there's a few where Jared I Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto would be a big one. I'd feel vindicated if Pink turned out to be a piece of shit. I, I kind of like Pink. I just hate Pink, man. I kind of like Pink. I, yeah, I don't know. What it, who, yeah. who do you want? What celebrity do you want to be a piece of shit, Joel? Who do you hate? Where you don't know why. Where you're like, yeah, there's, there's got to be a celebrity where they're like, you fucking, they just get under your skin. Go to Corey first and I'll think for 30 seconds. I've got Jared Leto. Jared Leto, go another one because Jared Leto is an what, easy, what, what's easy wrong target. What's Jared Leto? He's an easy target. Heaps of people well, hate him. Well, he runs him. a cult. Yeah, go another is... one. Go another one where <laughs> Who would everyone, I else, happy th- with? everyone else thinks they're nice, but you're like, oh, fuck this person. Oh, jeez. I'd, oh, I'd probably go maybe Leo. To Caps? Yeah. No. Because yeah. I like oh. Leo. But, I love Leo. But if it came out that he was doing some weird shit, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, probably fuck true. It, fuck Leo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joel, you got to, you, you, you gun to your head. I honestly, Who's a celebrity that you want to be caught up in a career ending scandal? I just, I have nothing but love for people. So oh, why God. Why? Even go. James Corden? Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, he's he's, that he's already been cancelled. Has he? <laughs> yeah. No, he's still got the. He's still getting work. No, I he think. lost his show for um, harassing. Um, back just for being back, a backstage people. Fucking piece of In shit. In any case, anyway, yes, yes, we, we got. I, ha- yeah. I have a couple of more sports yes, items. Yes. Um, Lizzo aside. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had some NRL in Perth, which we did. Is, yeah, no, um, we had, we, yeah, very. We don't, we don't get very often. Rare and, occurrence. Oh, and what's that? What's? Oh, oh my oh. god! Oh, they're coming right at me! It's oh a, my god! It's, it's, it's the Dolphins. <laughs> we had them over, and uh, they lost, which is unfortunate. Oh, uh, the Knights, up. Knights went down thirty twenty-eight to. Uh, the Knights were up, sorry, thirty twenty-eight against the Dolphins, and the Sharks beat the Rabbitohs twenty-six to sixteen. Yeah, did you he wouldn't, come? You wouldn't think. So I love. You wouldn't think Rusty would. He loves. I should hope so. If there was a, if there was a payday, you reckon? Yeah, maybe. But to my mind, the most interesting thing about this doubleheader. So these games were played back to back at Optus Stadium. Um, The stadium was evacuated. An hour before the first game. Yeah, there was a fire. Wasn't one of the brothers? There was a grease fire. A grease. There was a big old grease fire. Automatic. There's a big old grease fire, and the entire stadium uh, staff. Some people had been lit in already. Some some punters, but it was mostly staff. Entire place evacuated. The event the thrown fuck? into question. The the um, fire suppression system uh, apparently had kicked in, and once that happens, you can't turn it off. So yep. it completely ruined uh, a kitchen. Ruined a bunch of electronic equipment. Somehow. They managed to mitigate all that. Wow. Get everyone in and get them happening. God damn. And most, most people were completely unaware that something had even happened. So props Well, that's to because them. they're NRL fans and they've been drinking since 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, so, you know, yesterday, you're not really... You're not re- yeah, yesterday morning. Yeah, they haven't... They hadn't been to sleep since Wednesday. Now, so it, it's all a matter of perspective. I don't want to talk about this too much, but I feel that we have to... Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Oh, horrendous. It was yeah, awful. It, it did happen. It is sporting news. It was bad. So Nate Diaz, in 
traditional Nate Diaz fashion looked train. terrible. He also yeah. sounds well, worse than ever. Well, this- he's had Down syndrome for essentially <laughs> 10 years. I'm sorry. Did he ever sound good? Like no, no, okay. he didn't. He's always sounded like The this. thing was, I mean, he's the same in the UFC. The first couple of rounds or the first round, it looks awful. It yeah. won't do anything. Yeah. And then he gets beat, beat up and won't go down. And then pulls Won't guard. bleed. And then it, towards the end, you, you just get tired. And he mm. just comes over the top of you. He did exactly this. The the first half of the fight, it looked like he was punching underwater. Yeah. It was incredible. And then the back one third of the fight, Jake Paul was fucked. Nate Diaz was coming at him, walking him down, but not doing anything, just yeah. clowning. He looked out in that ninth, at tenth one, at one, at one point. Nate at Diaz one point, Nate Diaz like... put him in a guillotine choke uh, and laughed at the crowd. Uh, it was hilarious. God, just terrible. So just... my my theory of this is, I mean, and it's it's a widely held theory, all of these Paul brothers fights are scripted. Of course they are. There well, one a, of them's in the WWE None of them, are against, none of those, them are against professional boxers. Those last three rounds, Nate Diaz could have ended that fight. And he chose, he no, chose I, not to. No, I don't think Nate Diaz could have ended that fight. And I, I, I think I he chose hate, not to. I hate Jake Paul. I fucking hate him. But, like, he's not fighting boxers no. and he's getting the, the most top quality training he can possibly get because he's a multi-millionaire. And this, this was the funny, the funniest thing to me was that in the uh, interview after the fight, in the ring, Jay, he was saying, look, if I can do it, you can do it. Start now. Yeah, all, you need, is, all you need is... All you need is tens of millions tens of dollars of millions and all of, of the best people on earth. And a much more talented <laughs> brother. And a yeah. Disney contract. Yeah, and, yeah. A, and a Disney well, contract. anyway, yeah. that's enough time yes. on him. Um, what last... have you got? No, no, Joel, I feel oh, like we, we had the... I, I feel like you've got an update on our... No, we're not. We're not touching that one again. Are but we, we not really? Got... Are we not? No. I, think, I I thought Joel had a midget update. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, oh, but I've got. As we don't have a midget ridic- update. No, I've got as ridiculous. I, I had a great time looking at YouTube videos. Of it that, was by the way. As did I. I spent a couple of hours researching the shit yeah, out last of the World week, Dwarf Joel, Games. Well, Joel told one, us about the World Dwarf Games. Honestly, you're going to go home and do the same thing. Yeah, this. do it, do it. So we missed an event about a month or two ago, and it was. And wait for it. You've seen horse. Championships where people trot around on show horses, right? Like dressage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What you probably haven't seen is hobby horse. Oh, I've seen this. It was in Finland. Finland. What is a hobby horse? Finnish a a, a horse's head on a stick. So you know how kids have like (laughs) like a toy horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. People, it's ridiculous. Fifteen hundred people, God's sake, rushed to Finland. Fifteen hundred from around the world. Okay, the best it's, hobby it's on the level of this, Ben. Think World Quidditch Championships. You know, Those virgins. You know how the nerds, the uni nerds, actually play Quidditch, they do. and you have they to do. like ride on a stick. Yeah, it's that. That's, That's what it is. Fucking sad. That's uh, very, yeah, very it's, sad. It's not great. hundred people. Just get on the punt. What are you doing? What Could are you, you doing at the hobby horse? Jet? Just go to the races <laughs> and do a bag and get, get now, into it. Like, I've what seen, are you I've doing? I've seen some of these videos and the sad thing is some of them are having a great time. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. a good time. And then other ones, extraordinarily serious. Oh, God. And that's those, just And sad. Those, those are the ones. Those yeah. are the ones where you got to say, hey, Let's go out the back. It's like the people that are the really the, the the people that do get really into the university Quidditch that are yeah like it's interestingly have you never done a real sport in your life. It's kind of gone away now, which is good. Yeah, it, so it should. It's sad. It lasted 
a long time. Yeah. Like it was still happening a couple of years I ago. I remember going – I worked at UWA for a bit and there was uh, there was times where I would go past the grassed areas like the ovals and all that and they would be practicing this Quidditch or playing it. Oh I don't God. know what the fuck, like whether it was practice or not. Either way, it was just a – it was a sad state of not affairs. A, not you're a in, dick sucked or a titty in, touched you're between You're in university and you're 19. You should be doing psychedelics and banging each other. Like Correct. what are you doing – Playing this fake J.K. Rowling, <laughs> no idea what a sport is. Sport. What are you doing? I hate it. Now I absolutely my hate last, it. My last, my last one um, for today. Um, while we're talking about university, the World Uni Games happened in China. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic yep. stuff. Lot yes, of great athletes, Olympic prospects, yep. stuff like that. Embroiled in controversy, however, because the Somalian government. They has sent been, this sprinter chick. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, embarrassed. yeah. <laughs> so a corrupt official has decided to send <laughs> their niece to compete in the 100-meter sprint. Um, now, she was not this in lady, the peak of condition. Uh, overweight, she was not, yeah, overweight she was to not. say the least. One of the other competitors <laughs> said, uh, I saw the pot belly and was very confused. Now, that's a quote. Um, she took 21.9 <laughs> seconds to run 100 metres. Now, I'm not the fittest, but I think I can do it in Mate, 21. That's 21 so seconds is incredibly I've had slow. Wanks last longer so than that. So the winner, the winner took it out in 11.2 <laughs> well, seconds. I should hope you've had wanks last longer than that. 11.2 seconds uh, was the winner's time. That's so real quick. It's very That's quick. That's real fucking quick. So, yeah, almost double the time. Now, <laughs> What tickled me about this one is the Somalian government has come out and said, oh, this is this has given Somalia a bad look. This is not what we're about. <laughs> I mean. We're known for our they, pirates. They already yeah, had a pretty bad look. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. a failed state. Yeah, yeah. You think about pirates, warlords and stuff. I yeah. mean, look, it's not great they sent this lady, but it hasn't exactly diminished their glowing reputation on the global stage. If you're going to send a random, and I get that this is a minister's daughter or whatever the fuck, it's a Nepo baby, but. Yeah. If you're going to send a random to some Olympics, I'm sure you could find a jacked pirate to send <laughs> to the weightlifting or, or, or something to that effect. Get a get the biggest pirate you can and put him in the hammer throw. I'm sure he'll do good. So the reasoning behind this, like what, so why would you do it? It's essentially a free holiday, a state-sanctioned yeah, free holiday. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But she has to compete in the event. She had to compete. Well, she didn't compete. Well, <laughs> you'd think she would have trained a bit. Like, 21 seconds. Yeah, she's been running away from pirates that's the whole life. I'm sorry, honey. That's fucking abysmal. That's so bad. bad. She looked bad. <laughs> she wasn't even... I, I watched the footage. She wasn't even on camera as, no. like, you know, the rest no. of the people crossed the line. Like, it just awful. And you've you've really discredited your country. Uh, you know, you, you've yeah, really brought really the great about state that. of the Somalia. The great state of Somalia you have brought into disrepute. Anyone else got any other sporting news? That's it for me. Mitch Marsh is going to captain the ODI team. That's cool. Yes. Amazing. Uh, Seattle Orcas legend. Uh, yes. Mitch Marsh, yes. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Mitch Marsh. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So the Aussies go over to South Africa for a tour, white ball tour, so they'll do... Three T20s and five ODIs before they get into the ODI World we Cup. We love the Bison. We do love the Bison. But it's and just nice uh, to see him given like a go. Oh man, we I, love I, Mitch Marsh over here in WA for sure. Oh, he's a, he's a 
Absolute Perth hero. Fuck yeah. Big time. Absolute personality legend. And uh, that's that's all I've got. I think that's all uh, yeah, we've we all got. I think I think we might call it there, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode, if the main uh, episode. If you're on, if you're listening to us on Spotify, please uh, give us five stars. It helps yeah, push us the, up. Hit the little star button there. And uh, I know it's tempting to maybe say, oh, this was a three and a half star podcast. I'm going to do that. Please no, don't, don't do, that. do that. Please don't do that. Hit the five. <laughs> do that. And. And uh, you know we'll 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 do some sexual favors. We'll do some sorts of things. Get your mum to do it. Not the sexual favors. Either way, stay tuned for the tipping episode, which will drop the day after this one. Have a lovely week, everybody. (laughs) 